You're listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. For more information, please visit our website at everynationgta.org. Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, thank you, kids, for that excellent uh, scripture reading as you read the Christmas story from Luke, the second chapter. You know, a couple of those kids uh, have recently turned six, and one of them is still five. So I think you'd agree that they just did a wonderful, wonderful job. Well, we're going to finish out our mini-series called Light in the Darkness tonight and have a short word for us to encourage us on this uh, Christmas Eve. You know, just uh, a couple days ago was December 21st, and that was the shortest uh, day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, at least as far as daylight's concerned. And so uh, if you're an optimist like me, you can just encourage yourself that every day is getting longer and longer. But it's interesting, uh, we've looked at this idea of light in the darkness, and I want to also center in on just the part of that title that says darkness. What is this darkness? It's really easy to measure the physical darkness. Um, I like to look on my um, uh, weather app, and I can see each day when the sun rises and when, it's, and when it sets. So I know exactly how long the darkness, the natural darkness, is going to be. But when we talk about other emotional darkness and especially spiritual darkness, sometimes it's a lot harder to really nail down what is that and how is it affecting me. And uh, one of the things I, I thought was interesting um, lately was um, I read a lot of, uh, not read, probably listen to a lot of podcasts that are not only Christian, but also more in the business and leadership uh, genre. And uh, one of the things that, for example, Ford's Magazine has reported uh, was that the number one indicator of success, job and business, especially among executives, this might be surprising, it was surprising to many, but um, it's now uh, mainstream knowledge in the business uh, literature, but the number one indicator of success among business executives is this, their level of self-awareness. That's right, self-awareness. And uh, as I was pondering that, I thought, you know, I'm wondering if there's a spiritual a parallel to that. Maybe some of the problem that we have in applying all the scriptural knowledge that we know is the lack of spiritual awareness. Sometimes we don't understand, for example, when the darkness is really penetrating our life at all. We're just not aware of it. So it's hard to apply the light to it when we're not really sure. You kind of got all this knowledge about what light is but then not really a, a real awareness spiritually of where the darkness is and how the light might then apply. Uh, in our previous two sermons, we've looked at light as being truth, uh, light as being life, light as being a metaphor also for goodness and beauty. And then in last week's message, we uh, covered the fact that light can also be a metaphor for direction. Uh, Psalm one nineteen one zero. Five says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light uh, to my path. But my thesis tonight is, I think the number one thing we need, perhaps, is this spiritual awareness, so that when darkness is actually creeping into our lives, uh, we're able to apply the light to uh, that darkness. So if we think of the first metaphor of light being uh, truth... Um, are we really aware uh, when we might be believing a lie? 
Uh, I had a talk with a friend recently who was uh, going through some pretty significant financial challenges. And uh, there, there definitely were some challenges. But I, I also felt that, you know, when we're emotionally um, touched by struggles, it's hard to see even the good things, and it can kind of be all negative, and we can actually miss the part of the truth in the situation that may not be as dark as we really thought. But that's what happens when a cloud of darkness comes in and overshadows the truth. We can be all of a sudden overemphasizing our circumstances to the point where it's all negative, where it may not be so. Um, or uh, perhaps not financial challenges, but what is the next metaphor for uh, light? Is uh, we, we learned that it was the metaphor for life. You know, this applies to me. I think that as I've asked God for more spiritual self-awareness, I can realize that sometimes life is just sucked out of me. And when I ask God for greater self-awareness and reflect on this and ask my wife and others for input, I realize that one of the things that I do is I get so wrapped up and so busy in things and even taking things to the extreme that might not be that important, I actually miss the life uh, that could be around me because I'm so busy, never stopping, never taking a break. You know, I might take a day off, but my mind keeps going. Um, I, w I was thinking about this uh, at year end, uh, you know, for... Uh, myself, the end of the year is super busy. It's not only the Christmas season, uh, but the other part of running a church is also thinking about budgets and uh, putting together financial statements and helping working with our bookkeepers and projecting next year, thinking about so many things. Um, uh, there's also, for us, we raise a portion of our uh, salary outside of the church. And so there's year-end partnership raising. Uh, there's all these things that happen at the end of the year. And I know for me, I can just get so carried away in with those things that all of a sudden Christmas has come and gone and I missed it. Oh, I was still there physically. I still gathered around the tree and I still opened my presence. But I realized that in many ways I wasn't there. And I've been asking God for greater spiritual awareness so that I can actually stop and receive the light. And also, uh, the other uh, metaphor for light was goodness and beauty so that I can actually enjoy uh, the goodness and beauty that's around me and not uh, miss out. So there's a couple of uh, examples. Oh, one more. I was talking to someone else not too long ago, a young person, and they were, you know, young and have their whole life ahead of them and a uh, really talented person and young person. And, but they were really worried about their future and they were really at a point where, like, you know, does life really have any direction? Is there any direction for me? And sometimes when you're young, it's it's hard to believe that things are going to work out. Um, and so the darkness in that case becomes lack of direction. It becomes a hazy future. And that can happen at any stage of our life. It doesn't have to be a young person. It can be a middle age or even a a senior. We can all lose direction. The darkness can come over us. And we're not sure about our future. And so it's these are the areas where we want to be aware and have the light penetrate those areas of darkness in our lives. But then the question is, well, how do I do it? And so what I thought I'd do on this is um, Richard and Sheila did a tremendous job researching light and what it means in uh, Scripture. And so I just kind of went the other side and I said, well, Lord, um, what do you say about darkness? 
What does the word uh, of God say about darkness and what we're supposed to do with darkness? And uh, there's a lot of scriptures on darkness, actually, I realize. But I want to just center on two thoughts, uh, both from the book of Ephesians, which is a book that Paul wrote to that church. And it's if you know about the book of Ephesians, it's got, got a lot to say on the subject of spiritual warfare, about how we fight the good fight of faith and move forward uh, in life with God. And in Ephesians 5 and verse 11, it tells us that we're actually supposed to expose the deeds of darkness. Uh, it goes back, I think there's a connection there to self-awareness. It's like saying, where is darkness happening in my life? And I think that as we reflect on Christmas, let's not only reflect about the light, but let's also say, Lord, where are there areas of darkness? Where are there areas where that light really needs to penetrate? Am I being self-aware that there is actually darkness in my life? Like the example I gave myself of being so busy and so consumed in my mind that I miss the beauty of light at this time of year that God gives. So the first thing is God tells us to expose the darkness, become aware of it. Let's ask God this Christmas season, Lord, where is there some darkness in me? Where is there some darkness around? Where am I missing it? Where am I believing a lie? Where, Lord, am I uh, missing out on your life? Where am I being depleted unnecessarily? Where, Lord, am I missing your goodness and your beauty? Where in life are things being overshadowed so that I don't see the good things that you're uh, giving to me right now? And also, Lord, where have I lost my way in direction? Where have I lost some of my sense of purpose in life that you have uh, for me? So expose the darkness. The second thing uh, that the word tells us to do, among others, is to stand against the powers of the darkness. That's in Ephesians 11 and 12. Again, talking about the area of, of spiritual warfare. Uh, you know, Paul talks about we, we're not unaware of the enemy, Satan, and evil schemes, and that we're exhorted to actually stand against the powers of this world darkness. You know, sometimes it's so easy just to give in. Sometimes it's so easy just to give in to whatever our emotions and our uh, circumstances are sending us. And we obviously were never told to ignore reality. We're never told in the Bible not to acknowledge what's really going on. But what God does say is to stand against that. How? By understanding that God has the last word. God is the one who has the last word in our negative circumstances. God is the one who has the last word on anything that we may be facing. Um, friends, there might be something going on right now in your life that is really difficult. Uh, you might be going through a sickness or, you know, an extended family member we have that is, you know, really sick right now and we're believing for. Um, there might be a financial need in your life or maybe just emotionally, um, you know, you're just struggling with your mental or emotional health. Um, be real about that darkness. Expose that darkness. Call it for what it is. But then stand against it. Say, Jesus, you are the light. You have come to give me truth. You have come to give me life. You have come to give me goodness and beauty. And you have come to give me a clear direction for my life. A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so for my Christmas Eve reflection, 
Yes, the days are naturally dark right now, and that's true. But God wants us to acknowledge the areas of darkness and then turn to him in these areas of light by opening up his word, by stopping and enjoying the good things that he has, by getting a bigger perspective. Sometimes we need to let others into our lives to give us a fuller perspective of how we're looking at things. As I conclude today, uh, when Sheila has been doing the Advent candles each week, there's one part of the prayer that I just really like and been thinking about lately, and I want to close uh, with this. What truth are we supposed to receive uh, at this time of the year? And here it is, this, this part of the Advent prayer. Listen, listen as I read. Advent also symbolizes the spiritual journey of believers as they affirm that Christ has come and that he is present in the world today and that he will come again in power. I want to leave you with that thought this uh, Christmas Eve. We, as we follow Christ, we believe that he has come, that he is present in the world right now to help us. And one day he will come again with power and vanquish every foe. Amen. Let's, can I pray for you this uh, Christmas Eve? Father, I thank you, Lord, for the uh, members and attenders, those who call Every Nation GTA Church their home. I pray a Christmas blessing on them. I ask, God, that the light of your grace would beam into each and every person. And for the new people that may be watching, I pray the same thing, that they would be blessed this Christmas with the things that only you can give Jesus through the power of of your cross, through the power of your resurrection, through the power of your spirit. Bless us, we pray. We thank you for your goodness at this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Every Nation GTA. Thanks for joining us. For more information, visit our website at everynationgta.org.